Lyric Clinical takes today's skincare to the next level. Using cutting edge technology and the best high quality ingredients, Lyric gives you brighter, healthier, younger looking skin. With award-winning products, advanced education, and innovative skincare philosophies, Lyric Clinical is redefining aesthetics and offering superior products and treatments that produce remarkable results. It's beauty from the inside out. Be bright, be beautiful, Lyric Clinical. Welcome to Skin Depth Convo. I'm Anna Kagaragis. This is a show focused on educating and inspiring all those in the skincare and beauty industry. But it is also a show for those looking to improve themselves from the inside out. May is Skin Cancer Awareness Month. Skin cancer is the most common cancer in the United States. It's estimated that every day, 9,500 people are diagnosed with skin cancer. Today, we'll discuss how to prevent it, detect it, and how to handle post-care. One of the keys to prevention? Sunscreen. But it's not just for the dead of summer. It is recommended to use sunscreen all year round, even on those cold, cloudy days. But there are important things to think about, like what are the different types of sunscreens out there and which one is right for your skin? Well, to answer those questions and more, joining us as always are our expert hosts, part of the founders of Lyra Clinical, Mataxia Delicus and Francine Kagaraikis. Ladies, excited to have you here today. As I said, it is Skin Cancer Awareness Month. So how important is this month for skincare professionals? I feel it's the most important mm -hmm. because skin cancer is something that we have to uh, be aware of. And sunscreen is the number one product that every client should walk out and every patient should walk out of the office or the clinic with is an SPF product to protect. I think it's important that our patients and clients should be aware of the month. It's an opportunity to talk about it, readdress it, you know, if they're wearing it properly, be sure that they have it, the summer's coming, they should be wearing it all year long. But it's an opportunity to bring awareness, an opportunity to have them kind of go over their products to be sure that that's part of their routine. And make sure that once a year they should be checking for skin mm -hmm. cancer and what we have to do is prevention to make sure that we are protecting them against the UVA, UVB and HEV rays. This is a time to remind us all that skin cancer is there. We have to be aware of it and we have to prevent it. Yeah, this is a good habit, habit to keep in mind. Always, you know, check yourself, check your bowls, any changes or irregularities in your skin. And we're gonna talk a little bit more about habits, but uh, as you're getting ready to get some fun in the sun, you know, do you handle your sun protection differently when you travel around the world to different areas of the world at different times of the year? Well, I think Metaxia goes crazy because she goes it all over her arms and her hands as she's driving. <laughs> I'm doing that now because of you. I yes, hope you know yes, that. Yeah, I know. I mean, your hands when you drive and you're outdoors with shorter, you know, sleeves. It's just that you have to be aware your face is not the only uh, part of the body that ages, your neck and decollete and your arms. So be sure to always have an SPF with you. I think that's important not just to have it in the, you know, when you're getting ready, but always have it with you because you want to reapply, especially driving. I find myself reapplying when I'm driving a long distance, traveling. I find that I, I want a quick uh, access to it. I just have it as, as a go-to all the time. You always have to protect yourself. Summer, winter, spring, and fall. And with traveling with friends. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. No. That's a different type of protecting okay. yourself. Well, the key what we have to remember 
is when we're busy traveling, you still have to reapply. Yes. That's yes. one of the key things that we have to remember. And the other thing is when we're in the heat, that's another issue that people don't talk about is because we do have to make sure that we try to keep out of the sun because it's not only the rays, which are an issue and that we're going to be talking about, but it's also the heat. Yeah. The heat does actually trigger the melanocytes. Vegas, for example, doing trade shows in Vegas, the heat is something that threatens you know, the melanocytes, and sometimes you have to keep your skin They trigger cool. them. They trigger that is for them. sure. Yeah. The heat does trigger them. So it's always very important to make sure to stay in the shade as much as you mm-hmm. can. Drink a lot of water. That's very important. Usually we start using sunscreen after the age of six months, and you have to even be careful at that point. About 20-some years ago, we were doing finishing up a trade show, and we were taking stuff out of the trade show, and we decided to rent a convertible. <laughs> and we were <laughs> that story. Oh, we no. were driving down the Vegas Boulevard in a convertible at 125 degrees. Well, wait, no, wait. You didn't say the story right. Number one, there's all the uh, rental cars. We couldn't find mm-hmm. anything, and they only had a convertible. Yeah. And yep. so Thelma and Louise <laughs> uh, decided that we had to take some product back with us. 20 years ago, yes. Okay. <laughs> no. 20 years ago, that did not fit in a regular vehicle, so we had a convertible. And we were in traffic in the desert, in the desert, degrees. in traffic with big boxes and a convertible. And we could not put the top on the convertible because of the boxes. <laughs> oh, no. So I would say that's where my pigment re-triggered, <laughs> if I remember correctly, in Vegas. These are fun stories. I mean, I think they're I real they're stories. Fun. But we've learned, we've learned that you wear protection on a daily basis at any climate. Every day. It's really important. Not just whenever, but you, it's part of our maintenance on our skin and part of keeping our skin at its uh, healthy state. Yeah. And, you know, that's one of the things that I'm, I'm happy that they made May Skin Cancer Awareness Month because we're getting into the summer months and it's kind of a good reminder. You have to wear sunscreen not just in the summer, but all year round. It's something that you should be doing 365 days of the year. But as I talked about, we're going to be talking first about prevention. So let's talk about prevention first, you know, and the importance of sunscreen. You know, one of the things you do when you first grab that bottle of sunscreen is you look at the SPF, right? And the SPF is actually the measure of how much solar energy, the UV radiation, is required to produce sunburn on protected skin relative to the amount of solar energy required to produce sunburn on unprotected skin. So as the SPF value increases, sunburn protection also increases. Does that sound right to you? It sounds about right because UVA is the aging rays, which actually can pass through windows and glass. So Mm -hmm. in your car and UVB for burning, if I remember correctly, it is blocked by the window. Many years ago, we had numbers of 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 SPFs. And the FDA actually came down and says, wait a minute, these numbers don't mean you can stay out in the sun longer. Mm-hmm. There's factors, there's considerations. And what we've learned is that SPF 30 and 50 is such a small number and difference. It's the amount of how you reapply it. So yeah, what Francine's saying, UVA, UVB, UVA going deeper, penetrating deeper, causing the aging factor. And UVB is more of the burning effect from it. Uh, recently figured out the HEV rays. But I think High energy visible light. It's a new consideration now. We've never discussed it before with all these computers and phones and the rays. HEV has become another factor for aging, another factor that we have to consider. I mean, you've noticed people are wearing the glasses now with the blue, tint, the blue light yeah, glasses, the right? blue light glasses. It's a whole new thing. I mean, we're on the computers more than ever. Mm-hmm. Well, during COVID, ago. what we did is we 
were in the house a lot more than we were before, but you were in front of your screen. You're working in front of your screen. You're watching TV. You're doing everything in front of that screen. But people still had some type of rays affecting the skin. It is important to wear SPF every day. You have to protect the skin. At home. That's something you didn't think about, right? No, we never thought about it before. First thing in the morning, you wash your face, you put your products on. What should you do when you put your sunscreen on? Like, What are some tips for people? Make sure you're wearing a sunscreen that you like, number one. Because if you don't like your sunscreen, you're not going to wear it. You buy it, you put it on a few days, then you start wearing it maybe when you're going out for a walk or for a jog. Or then you start wearing it, oh, when I'm going to go out and be out for a while, I'll wear it then. But if you make it a daily routine, it changes everything. This is why it's so important to like the sunscreen that you're using. And today we're able to actually have professional sunscreens that do a lot more. We have sunscreens that work for concealing and protecting the skin. Well, we have choices. We have choices, we we do, but we also have certain ones that are concealers that actually are, we can wear them as makeup, like our BBs. You could wear them as a BB, so you have sunscreen, you have peptides, you have plant stem cells, so they have anti-age factors in there, but you also have certain things to actually wear it as a concealer so your skin looks like you're wearing makeup. I think for me, I used to put an SPF and that would put foundation on top of it. Now our BBs has given us an opportunity not only to have that moisture factor or that skincare benefit and that then dewy have the look. coverage that dewy mm-hmm. look. You have that nice so dewy look. All we use is the BBs as our finished product. Then it becomes not something that you have to think about and maybe you're going to wear it today or maybe not. It's something automatic and you wear it every day so you're protecting your skin. So the BBs make it very easy because it's part of your skincare routine. Now, before we kind of get back into more of the professional sunscreen, let's first talk about the differences between chemical and physical sunscreen. Now, we did an episode previously. You can go back to our previous episodes of A Skin Depth Convo. We talked a little more in depth about the differences between the two, but kind of give a little bit of a short breakdown. What's the difference between physical and chemical sunscreen? Well, chemical sunscreens actually get absorbed. It's a filter, but they still get absorbed. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're using zinc or titanium, that means the rays are reflect off of the skin. I like them a lot more. If you look under a wood lamp, you'll n- notice that there's a guard, a pink guard, a metal guard that will reflect the sun from the face back out. It's really crazy. Under a wood lamp, you could sh- see it's a that shield. shield. It's a shield. Hmm. It's really cool. But this it's is cool. where everyone has to remember there's no such thing as 100% block. This is why we cannot say sun block. I think we used to use that word a, was a lot of times in the past because nothing is 100%. When you use an SPF 30, it's 97%. And an SPF 50 is 1% higher. So it's not that big of a, a difference. And that's where you're right. That's where the FDA came in and said, wait a minute, higher levels of SPF does not give you a higher level of a higher No, exposure. you still have to still... reapply every two hours, especially when you're out. And the amount, you have to be sure to put enough. How much should you be putting on? Okay, you need to make sure you use a generous amount, but with professional sunscreen, you don't have to slather it on your skin. So that's the key it's thing. It's not the volume? It's, it's... No, because they're much more concentrated than they were in the past. Now you don't have to do that. We talked about the BBs, but then we also have other sunscreens. They're also used as skin moisturizers and repaired. We also have sunscreens that actually have skin brighteners. Our sunscreens today work as your daily moisturizer, work as your daily repair. We are constantly correcting. Right. And that's the key. You have to remember, you don't have to have as much coverage as before, but you have to have SPF. But the BB SPF of 30, our BBs are 30. You need at least two pumps for our BBs to have that protection, and it's fantastic. It's not a lot of product. If I'm wearing makeup, I do like to use my BB once in a while to reapply because it helps. In this way, it's almost like a makeup, but it also gives me that SPF protection, which is nice. No, it's great. I always put on my BB. I put on my BB tint every day, and I actually put a little bit of the Mastika oil, one drop of Mastika oil in there because I have dry skin. 
I put that on. And then I'm also wearing sunscreen on my arms. And, you know, just I put it Perfect. on all the time now. So Perfect. Well, she learned very young age how important it is. <laughs> I did. But I actually got even more aware as I'm older now. And I'm trying to get these habits going more every day. And I'm trying to be better with my kids. We didn't put sunscreens on our kids. But that tip that you mentioned is really cool. Putting a little of the beauty oil actually will give you more hydration which is really sometimes needed, especially when the skin is compromised from sun exposure, from whatever reason. So that's a nice tip. That's all I need. I don't even wear makeup really anymore. No. That's all I wear is my BB. I'll put a little bronzer on my cheeks and I'm done for the day. That's all I need to put on. Then I will reapply it later. Like you said, you have to reapply your sunscreen throughout the day, but it's great. And I feel fresh. My skin has never looked better. But how do BBs actually work? The way they work is they actually have a special lycocomplex, a silica base that stay on top of the skin. It is a dimethicone base. When you put it on, it gives you that coverage, but it allows you to have that dewy look at the same time. And what's nice about it is if you do have some pigment that you have to cover, all you have to do is actually pat it a little more on that area and it gives you even more coverage. It's skincare and coverage and SPF all in one, which makes it easy. But then we have a lot of people who do not want products that give you coverage. They want something a little more, little more natural, as they would say. So you have sunscreens that actually have something like niacinamide that actually help with hyperpigmentation. And then you have plant stem cell technology. We have our healing peptide delivery system that you put on and protects the skin from the environment. At the same time, it's 21% zinc oxide. So this is very unique as a sunscreen. But with all these wonderful sunscreens, they're also always the next level. The new SPFs are on the market now. Well, we're not taking away from what we have. We're just adding a different option. I think the SPFs that we have are unique. They have factors that are available to pick and choose what you want. The oil-free, the hydrating. And especially the our tinted. Tint. Our tint our is tinted fantastic. is one of our top sellers. But there's different factors and benefits that you could choose from. And then we come up with this fantastic, fantastic new, new, new well, technology. Well, let's talk about this. I'm really excited about Ooh. this. You guys have what's called the Elio Drops drop-in right now. This is an anhydrous sunscreen. First off, what is an anhydrous sunscreen? It is sunscreen <laughs> without water, a product without water, which is huge. I used to see these little pillow packs for dishwashers and for doing your laundry detergents. And I'm thinking, I'm not going to do that. I want my big jug. I want to carry <laughs> the big jug. And I tried it because I really want to see the difference. And I'm going to be honest with you. It's the concentration. I'm addicted to these smaller size, effective type of mm -hmm. pillow packs. And it made sense what we're doing with these Elio drops. I mean, no water. Think about it. But the no water means what, Fran? No water, no preservatives. Yeah, that's, and that's so great. Cool. What we're looking for now, clean beauty. And we're looking for more and more products that actually allow us to use less preservatives and pure product. So now you use two or three drops for your entire face and you're able to put sunscreen with lipid-soluble vitamin C that will help with HEV light, right. and you're able to apply it. But the key that you have to remember is when you're using an anhydrous product, you have to be careful the product isn't drying because when you don't put water in a product, sometimes it could feel a little drier. Chemistry behind it is the polysilicone 11. It's a new ingredient that's a level up from dimethicone, so you're able to have that silky feel and it's very concentrated product, so a small amount goes a very long way. So this is the next level of SPF with no preservatives. Our Elio drops are hydrating. 
because of the polysilicone 11. Right. It's amazing because it is an addiction for me. Mm-hmm. Having that on my skin, it just gives me a texture and a feel, security of knowing I have a good, strong SPF. It's just an incredible feel for me. I'm so impressed with the technology of having something without preservatives and something that goes on the skin and makes the skin feel just amazing. And the good thing is also anhydrous sunscreens are more eco-friendly, right? Well, all of our sunscreens are reef safe, and that's very important. Our boxes, if you look at our SPF boxes, you'll notice that there is symbols on them telling the benefit, additional benefit of our formulations. I think Lyra's formulations are multifunctional. I think that it is considered not just an SPF, but just to be something that helps with pigment, anti-aging, building. So our SPFs are just as important as our cleansers, our serums, our creams. This is part of our daily routine. They're, they're valuable, as valuable as you, some of the high-end serums. This was not our first attempt on anhydrous. Oil-free was always anhydrous. Really? Mm-hmm. So it was always an anhydrous sunscreen? It was always anhydrous. Going back <laughs> when we were doing all the marketing and all of this, because when you're preparing packaging, for any of your SPF products, you have to, it's a very unique way of putting it because FDA regulates everything when it mm-hmm. comes to this because yeah. they regulate the manufacturing of an SPF product and also the marketing of an SPF product. It is very important to know that when you're using a professional skincare product that has SPFs from an FDA-approved lab, you will always see the drug facts on the box, and they will read something similar to this decreases the risk of skin cancer and early skin aging caused by the sun. So this is why it's very important to understand that SPF is important and it's not just for cosmetic purposes. So number one reason why we're using SPF is for skin cancer, number one reason, but it also gives us benefits for early skin aging. So that's the second Photo damage is what we're trying to fight. And this is definitely one of the formulas that will help stop the photo aging. And that's what we're talking about. It's more than just photo aging. It's avoiding future skin cancers. It's just so many additional things that we're worried about now that we weren't before. Right. Right. And so today's SPFs, what we're going to see is as you're applying it and getting SPF protection for UVA, UVB, HEV, you're also now going to see that you have your anti-inflammatories to calm that skin down and you have your antioxidants Mm -hmm. and multiple other ingredients in there, but you're using products that actually do multiple things as it protects you from skin cancer. So this is why there is an extra expense when you're dealing with SPF products. You have to have the right lab. You have to have extra testing. You have to have all of this monitored by the FDA to make sure that people know that this product is FDA approved along with expiration dates. So you also have to have expiration dates. And if you Mm -hmm. notice a lot of products, most products you don't have to have it, but on SPF products and acne products, you have to have expiration dates. How important are those expiration dates? How long does sunscreen tend to last? You have to go with expiration date. It probably lasts a little longer, but you still have to go with the expiration date. If it's expired, get another SPF. It does lose its strength, right? For us, we have to make sure it does not. So we follow the directions. We don't go back and retest or anything. We have to make sure that this is what the FDA tells us to do. This is what we do. So if it's expired, 
you put it aside, you have to have one that has the right date on it and use a product within the right time. Okay, so we have, and Hydra sunscreens, we have BBs. We have the oil-free, hydrating, so many different types of sunscreens out there. How do you know which one's right for you? If somebody, say, has more sensitive skin, what are things you need to keep in mind? Skincare, you have to customize it to each person. Certain people like a dewy feel, certain people want the tint, other people want it not to use as much of it, other people need coverage. Professionals, SPFs, are not just applying a sunscreen because they're gonna give you zinc oxide or titanium or a chemical sunscreen. We are able to customize it to what each person needs and wants. Let's say the oil-free, which is our number one sunscreen at this point. A lot of people have combination skin or acne. So they're looking for something that gives them that matte feel. But then you have somebody who has drier skin. They want the hydrating SPF because it actually has that certain peptide that plumps up and gives them that hydrating mm. dewy look. So it depends on that person's type of skin. You can customize to what that particular person needs. What's a lot of fun for us is a lot of times people will use the BBs in the beginning to cover up hyperpigmentation or acne or whatever and at the end they start to use let's say our Elio drops or our other sunscreens because they don't have to cover as much and that's what's a lot of fun for us because you don't need as much coverage when you're using professional skincare. Sunscreen is so important to wear every single day because you do need this protection. You got to protect that barrier. We talked about prevention. When it comes to detection that's something we also have to keep in mind as well because melanoma is a common type of skin cancer but unfortunately it's also the fastest growing and the most life-threatening. So make sure that you talk to a dermatologist. If you find something that you feel is irregular, if you see a mole that's irregular, something different, those are things to keep in mind. I think it's really important as estheticians or in the aesthetic profession that if you see something, bring it to their attention and have them recommend them seeing their dermatologist. Being aware of changes is important because sometimes we don't pay attention, but when you have your client or patient coming in on a regular basis, anything like that, anything that is changing color or changing size or any kind of breakthrough bleeding or anything that have them go to their doctor. I could tell you in our history of working with skin, there's been quite a few estheticians coming up and said, I feel good about myself because I referred my patient to the doctor and they caught that that was definitely a change. And the doctor was very thankful that the patient came in early enough to avoid a a bigger problem later. So estheticians work hand in hand with dermatologists because we need each other. The skin is our profession and, and by being aware of things and addressing them to the professionals, we're not doctors, <laughs> but we need to be really cautious and work with doctors. Like Francine says, we work together. We appreciate every esthetician who's at least noticing what's going on, yes. if there's yeah. any changes. Please make sure to tell them, go to your dermatologist. And if your client's telling you, no, 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 I think it's okay. What do you think? Say, you know, this is not my field of practice. Mm -hmm. So what I can tell you, this is the difference that I'm saying. I really do feel you need to see a medical professional at this point. And as you said earlier, it is on the rise. Skin cancer is mm -hmm. on the rise. And we have to remind people, especially in Australia, we, you know, we have a lot of wonderful clients in Australia. And we want to remind them sunscreen is so very, very important. We have to protect as much as we can and make sure to reapply. Yeah, and Australia has one of the highest rates of skin cancer in the world. Obviously, where it's located on the earth, that's yes. a big factor, obviously, how close it is to the sun. But it is important to keep that in mind. And also, if you have any questions, you can go to skincancer.org. Also, go to the American Academy of Dermatology Association's website, aad.org. They are a wonderful resource with tips on self-exams, which includes a mole map and the ABCDEs of melanoma, which are pictures of what to look for or for any irregularities. And just number one. Go to your dermatologist for a screening, and if you're not sure about something on your skin, 
have it checked. It is important. Now, let's also talk about post-care. We talked about detection there. I kind of want to mention a little bit of post-care. There are some things that you can do. So if you do get burned, if you're in the sun too long, what are some things you can do to help combat the damage that's been done? Is there anything you can do? I think taking, be careful of the heat factor. Don't, you know, don't take a hot shower, take a cooler shower. Don't re-injure the area. Cool shower is going to help with cooling down and relieving the pain. And the other thing, a very light moisturizer, something that's calming to serums, the skin. Serums are better than mm-hmm. heavy creams. Be aware that the weight of a heavy cream can actually also trap the heat. So lightweight is really nice. Reapplying moisture or hydration to the skin is really a benefit. And drink a lot of extra water because you're dehydrated. Your skin's dehydrated, so you need to drink a lot more water because you're starting the hydration from the inside out. Okay, so the hydration is both inside and outside. Take care of the hydration. What about aloe vera? I remember growing up and hearing like, you know, I got a sunburn. I put aloe vera on I there. I put aloe still... on you one time. Yep. I remember putting aloe on Anna and she started uh, saying, mom, it burns, it burns, it burns because your skin was so sensitive at yep. the time. But at that point, your skin was already sensitive. And so you have to be careful what you're putting on because everything is going to feel like it's burning. And I do want to remind people too. I mean, I grew up with the time of, okay, I have a burn. That means it's going to turn into a really nice base tan. <laughs> Let's change this mindset right now. That's a mindset we have to change right now, right? Yes. It is very, very important. Also, what are some other strategies for protecting the skin? I think being aware not to re-injure that area. When you have a sunburn, the post-care is so important to heal you right back to the baseline of where you were before you got sunburned. I mean, hydration is ta- is compromised. The skin is threatened. So just be aware that you have to take care of the skin after. It's and important. repair. And, and one repair. of the things we do is you need certain things to feed the skin. Plant stem cells you have to put into the skin. Anti-inflammatories. Mustica is a fantastic anti-inflammatory. You have to apply ingredients that actually help bring down inflammation. Another thing that we didn't have is clothes that have the SPF factor. Oh, yeah. There's hats with SPF factors. There's clothes. That really helps. You know, if, if you're going to be in the sun, prepare. Prepare, especially when you're going to be swimming. There is so many different options that we didn't have a few years ago. So I would be aware of that. Too. And we're more conscious of it. You're not going to sit out in the lake sitting out there with no hat, no sunglasses, no sunscreen and just say, oh, well, I forgot it. No, you have to prepare. Don't put the oil on and yeah, hope, yes. you know, Crisco oil and no. hoping to get. Brenda says when she was younger, our partner Brenda said that she would literally put baby oil and try yeah. to get this rich tan. All it did is brought up her freckles. I did the same thing because I thought I could really get darker and even, it doesn't work like that. All you're doing is putting additional risk and become more of that freckling effect that which you don't want. That's No, and you have to feed the skin. Even nowadays we have body products that have vitamin C, that also have anti-inflammatories, and of course antioxidants. Melanin is your natural antioxidant in the skin because when the free radicals from the sun actually in the rays go into the skin, melanin jumps up to protect and that's your antioxidant. So this is why it's very important to have sunscreens that are a little more sophisticated with anti-inflammatories, antioxidants, and moisturizing factors and plant stem cell technology and brightening agents because this way you're taking care of the skin and protecting it. This is why it's important to make sure you're using a more sophisticated sunscreen to be able to repair and protect at the same time. Okay, so one of the things we always talk about is after getting a treatment or a facial done, one important step is to put sunscreen on. Is that right? To know the right sunscreen. Okay. And there's certain sunscreens that are a little too occlusive and they keep the heat in the skin. So this is where the BBs are very important because the BBs were 
formulated to release the heat in the skin. Heat also triggers melanin. So this is why SPFs that release the heat are very important. When we would do a treatment, for example, and um, we would activate the skin from one to 10 and they would get to a factor of a seven and eight, you bring it down. When you're ready to finish your treatment, you would apply the BB on half of the face and actually ask them, what did they feel? What did that sensation from one to 10? And you would most likely find that it's gone down because that BB is there to protect and reduce that sensation. And then all of a sudden you would bring a wood lamp and see that there was a guard on the side that you put the BB. So you explain to your patient that protection is there not only to for the sun, but it's protecting the melanocytes, it's protecting the skin and letting it breathe and calming that sensation down. And I think the biggest question we we get is why 30, why not 50? To answer we that- get that it, a lot. It, we get that a lot. 97, 98 to me is not a big factor. It's the consistency, what you're gonna get from an SPF choice, 1% is not going to change it. It's the reapplication, what Francine said earlier. Reapplication and awareness that it's not waterproof. That was a conversation well, we had. Nothing's waterproof. There's no SPF waterproof. Water resistant, reapplication. These and are that's a big one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because people are saying, is sunscreen waterproof? No, it is no, not. No, there's not. We want them to apply it like they would skincare because it is skincare at the end of the day. When we started in the skincare business, there's always one product mm -hmm. a client needs to leave with, and that is sunscreen technology has become more advanced. As we're doing our purely clinical tours, we actually had Zari Mansouri. Mm -hmm. She was talking about how inorganic compounds, they're doing studies to find out that they actually help with UVA and UVB rays because they help deflect the rays in the skin. Now the studies are showing that even the hydroxyzones are able to deflect the rays. So we're very excited to see all the research coming out. So much information that we have jam-packed in here on sunscreens and also skin cancer prevention, making sure to get detected. Also something to really keep in mind too, uh, that sunscreen is for all people, for every Fitzpatrick, every single person needs huge to wear point, sunscreen, huge right? Huge point, huge point. I think it's important that every Fitzpatrick type, any global skin, needs that SPF factor protection on a daily basis. And this is why you're able to choose the right SPF that's for your mm -hmm. particular skin type. But remember, you have to bring down the neck decollete and on the hands because we are dealing with a lot more, as you said, skin cancer, not only on the face, but on the body. That's right. And remember, it is treatable. If it is found early, it is treatable. And if you like more information, the Skin Cancer Foundation has some wonderful information. It's a wealth of knowledge. Go to skincancer.org to learn more. Also, aad.org. Um, I do also want to challenge more skincare professionals to kind of get out there and really promote the importance of sun care and sun protection on their social media. Everybody's on social media now. Use those hashtags, hashtag Skin Cancer Challenge, to really promote how important it is. Because if we get the word out there, more and more people will start making this a daily routine. It's not just about using SPF products for anti-age or hyperpigmentation. It really is about saving lives. Our mother had skin cancer and had most surgery. It could affect every one of us, family members, whatever. And you're right, friend, it should be not just as far as aging factor, it is to save lives. And the more we're aware of it and talk about it, start this at a younger age, the better it's gonna be for everyone. And preventing is preventing. one of the biggest things yeah. you have to remember. The other thing they have is there's a lot of aerosol spray SPFs out there in right. the market. And the key you have to remember is the application of how it's applied on the skin, make sure it is covered correctly. That's something that, yes, we've been looking into it. Mm -hmm. We were trying to see how it works, but you have to make sure not to inhale it. Yes. So especially when the parents are quickly spraying it on their children before they go swimming and it's convenient, 
I think what we have to look at is you don't inhale that particular sunscreen. You have to use it carefully and understand the coverage and making sure you use it in a safe way. You're trying to protect one part of yourself from skin cancer. You might be hurting yourself in another way. So it is important to be mindful of how you are applying this sunscreen and so many great tips. And the American Academy of Dermatology has a wonderful initiative called Spot Skin Cancer. They're trying to reduce the incidence of skin cancer by providing more shade structures, also providing free screenings and education to the public on the importance of detection and prevention. So with this program that's been going on since 1997, more than 46,000 dermatologists have volunteered in skin cancer screenings. 2.8 million people were screened for free. That is huge. In that, more than 33,000 suspected melanomas were found. I think that is something that's incredibly important. I had a job once before where they actually offered free screening during the month of May. It sometimes seems so hard to get a screening done that it needs to be part of an annual physical. We need to make it a priority. It is important. And this is nice because in May, we do remind ourselves it's time to pay attention before the warm weather hits again and we're starting to pay, you know, get out in the sun. So pay attention and speak to your professionals. And then uh, before we go, we did get actually a question emailed from Carla regarding sunscreen. She asked, does sunscreen limit the amount of vitamin D intake? I think the whole idea is we do want to protect ourselves from the rays. So if you are concerned about the vitamin D, there are supplements you can take. Speak to your physician and get your levels taken so you can know what to do. But protection is still number one. I think the high peak rays is between 10 and 2. So if you really want to be exposed to a little bit of sunlight before 10 o'clock in the morning or after 2 o'clock is a recommendation. And again, the time, you don't have to be out there for hours. It's how you can put yourself in a compromised situation too much without protection. These are the factors because we are here to tell you that yes, we could reduce skin cancer. We are aware of it. We're trying to do our best to give you the latest technology and and formulations so that you can wear it on a regular basis. All right, before we go, what's one final takeaway that you want anyone who listens to the show to remember about sunscreen and protecting your skin? Just remember, it hasn't changed. If you're only going to get one product, it has to be an SPF, number one. Number two is that SPF should be a part of your daily routine. It should not be just selected on going out, selected on certain times. It should be part of your daily routine because skin cancer is rising and we want to be sure that you live longer and that's more important than anything else. And there's many products that you're able to find that you're able to use daily and enjoy using it Mm -hmm. and see the benefits. And for the male clients who don't take the time, you make the time. Yep. Because it's not because how it feels, it's because what it does. Yeah, and it's not just about wrinkles anymore. You got hyperpigmentation and also the big thing, skin cancer. So you have to Mm -hmm. fight it. You have to make sure this is so important. It is the mindset that is so important. It is a habit that you need to get into where your sunscreen and also protect your skin whether it's wearing hats whether it's you know covering just covering and just being cautious of the times of the day with your skin and again if you have any questions just like carla did go ahead and email us at skindepthconvo at lyraclinical.com that's skindepthconvo at lyraclinical.com and remember to subscribe to the podcast you can go to apple Podcasts or any of your other favorite directories spotify you name it and that will do it for us today for all of us at skin depth convo i'm anna kagaraki's wear your sunscreen and we'll talk soon thank you anna Thank you, Anna.